When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Dr. Caroline Leaf, and welcome to my podcast. Each week, I focus on topics related to mental health and discuss ways to help you deal with issues like anxiety, depression, shame, guilt, PTSD, and more. I've spent the last 30 years researching the mind-brain connection and mental health. I worked with patients who suffered from traumatic brain injuries, struggled with anxiety, battled with learning issues, and often worked with families to resolve major relationship and communication problems. In this podcast, you will hear the advice I gave to my patients and the techniques I developed and used to help them find healing. My goal is to give you simple, effective and practical tips and tools to help you take back control over your mental, emotional and physical health. In this podcast, we're going to discuss burnout, what it is, why it happens, and what you can do to prevent it and deal with it if you're in the midst of a burnout. This podcast is for everyone, especially physicians, teachers, parents of young children, single parents, those juggling multiple jobs, entrepreneurs, anyone in the helping profession, you name it. This is one issue I am constantly asked to address at conferences and in interviews. Burnout has actually become a major crisis. In fact, I read an article today on how burnout is killing physicians. Physician suicides are an enormous problem for the healthcare industry, with doctors, listen to this, being much more likely to kill themselves than the general population from the stress and burnout, toxic stress and burnout. I've done a lot of work in education and teacher burnout's a major issue. And when I go into education environments, I normally go and work on memory and learning and improving student learning skills and so on. And just recently, I was asked to go in and do a whole lot of work in education in, in, in a district. And interestingly enough, they asked me, could I first work on teacher burnout and mental health and then help teachers to help students with burnout and mental health and then address the learning as the third thing in a row? So that was a significant indicator for me that this is something that really does need addressing. So first of all, what is burnout? A simple definition is that burnout is a state of emotional, physical and mental exhaustion and it's caused by excessive and prolonged toxic stress. It occurs when you feel overwhelmed, emotionally drained and unable to meet the constant demands of your personal and work life. The important thing to remember is that burnout isn't a medical diagnosis. Burnout is a response to us feeling out of control, that things are just too much. There are certain symptoms that we can look out for to start seeing if we we are in this physical and emotional state of exhaustion of burnout. And here I'm going to just give you a list of these. Cynicism and detachment, withdrawing, feelings of ineffectiveness, 
feeling a lack of accomplishment, chronic fatigue. In the early stages, you may just feel a lack of energy and tired, but most days and then it increases and becomes progressively worse. Insomnia, battling to sleep, battling to fall asleep, battling to stay asleep. Forgetfulness, that you notice that's out of the ordinary. Impaired concentration and attention, also that's out of the ordinary because we all do go, we all do experience forgetfulness and impaired concentration and attention in the general course of life. It's not, it's when it's different, when you feel that it's actually worse. Various new physical symptoms, maybe increase in illnesses that you're experiencing, potential loss of appetite or change of appetite, feeling symptoms of anxiety, depression, on edge, sexual dysfunction, low libido, lots of different symptoms where you really feel your life is just not, doesn't have quality, much quality anymore. How does it happen? How do we get to this stage of burnout? First of all, it doesn't happen overnight. It does, it's cumulative. It builds up over time. It's kind of one of those road hazards in the life of our current very fast-paced day and age. It's also something that can really hit high achievers, people that are like really pushing themselves to be perfect in everything, your perfectionism. It's something that we should make part of our mental hygiene regimen, where we're actually keeping a very close eye on these symptoms in ourselves and our loved ones so that we can manage it. There's also the I can do everything personalities really see it coming. If you're one of those I can do everything, can't say no, you really see see it coming until it hits you. Because high achievers are often so passionate about what they do, they tend to ignore the fact that they're working exceptionally long hours and taking on exceedingly heavy workloads and putting enormous pressure on themselves to excel, all of which make them ripe for burnout. It doesn't mean that you shouldn't work long hours or take, you know, take on heavy workloads, but are you managing it? So it's in those situations of, are you managing it? I have to watch myself and I have to watch my two daughters that work for us and my husband because we love what we do. We get so excited, we work long hours and sometimes I find that I have done a 15 hour work day and I haven't taken sufficient breaks. So I'm very deliberate and intentional when I know that I'm in a very busy work week, which I'm in at the moment, that I do have trained myself to self-regulate and listen to my body symptoms and make sure that if I'm going to do a 15 hour work day that I'm taking sufficient breaks and that those breaks are quality breaks. If not, you will reach burnout. When in the throes of a full-fledged burnout, you just don't function effectively on a personal or professional level. Here's the hope. I just want to throw this in right now, that your mind is incredibly powerful. You are incredibly resilient. It's very much a matter of becoming aware and activating this power of your mind to then change and rewire the brain, change, wire out those toxic patterns and bring healing to your brain and your body. When we take our life back under control, we can control the effects of burnout and change those patterns in us. Remember, burnout doesn't happen suddenly. You don't wake up one morning and all of a sudden you have burnout. It's very cumulative. Its nature is actually much more insidious. It creeps up on us over time like a slow leak, which makes it much harder to recognize. You kind of think, oh, I'm coping, I'm okay, and but it's creeping up. Still, our bodies and minds do give us warnings. And if you know what to look for, you can recognize it before it's too late. This is why it's so important to become aware of the discomfort zones in your body. And in my book, The Perfect You, I talk about the discomfort zones, how we can use responses in our body, which like alarms, to tell us when we are straining ourselves potentially in burnout, doing sinking in a toxic way etc etc 
Another point that I want to make is that burnout also really affects single parents and those in lower socioeconomic brackets. We really need to look at how our institutions and organizations are set up so that we can reduce burnout. We need better paid maternal and paternal leave, better childcare, more time off, how to provide better food, healthier food, real food at lower costs. Maybe you can think about what you can do in these communities to spread more awareness about the importance of mental health, including mental health breaks. One of the main missions of my company and research is to make access to mental health care and knowledge more easily affordable and accessible to everyone. And dealing with burnout is one of those things. So here are some tips to help with burnout. If you notice that you are starting to feel tireder and tireder and more exhausted, in other words, are you starting to see chronic fatigue creeping in in an insidious way into your life? In the early stages, it might just feel like a lack of energy and you may feel tired most days. But in the latter stages, you start feeling physically and emotionally exhausted, drained, depleted. You may also start feeling a sense of dread about what lies ahead of you on any given day. If you're going to change anything, you have to be aware of it. So that all throughout these tips, the main focus that I'm going to stress is that you need to develop awareness. And you need to start logging, get a journal, do a burnout journal, a burnout log if it's in your phone or if you write it down and start becoming aware of the changes in the different patterns of your life. And I'm going to identify those now, things that you can look for. So the very first one is chronic fatigue thing. Are you just feeling a lack of energy or are you tired most days? Are you tired three out of five days? Are you tired all day? Are you just feeling tired like when you wake up in the morning and when you go to bed at night and in other words observe yourself stand back observe yourself go into a process of becoming aware so that you can identify and change tip number two another thing to become aware of that you can log into your burnout journal is about insomnia sleeping patterns in the early stages of burnout you may have trouble falling asleep or staying asleep one or two nights a week in the latter stages, insomnia or sleep problems may turn into a persistent nightly ordeal, like you literally dread going to sleep. And as exhausted as you are, you can't sleep. So once again, we've got to get awareness in order to change. You can't change what you don't recognize. So the point of the burnout log or burnout journal is for you to actually observe yourself, make a note. If it is how you are falling asleep, how often are you waking up quickly? Is it becoming a nightly thing? Do you dread falling asleep? Start describing that and tracking that over time. If you find that that is the case, one of the things that you can do to help you fall asleep or a few things, a couple of sleep tips is that it's, if you find yourself not falling asleep, don't allow yourself to get into a panic. Don't keep the light off and lie there trying to fall asleep. Those adrenaline rushes that go through your body are really bad for your heart. And then you may doze in and out of a very bad sleep-wake cycle. It's best to sit up in bed, turn on the light, pick up a book, read a book. Read a great story that you're enjoying. Or maybe watch a movie on your phone, but make sure that you've got it set at the nightlight. Or maybe even do some work. Use the time constructively. Because trying to fall asleep will make you even more anxious and will make it even harder to fall asleep. 
You can also make a little list when you're sitting up in bed like that and make a list of, okay, why do I think I'm not being able, not able to sleep? And you may be able to add a whole lot of great information to your to your burnout journal, which is starting, it will start giving you some insight into, okay, I'm worrying about this. This is too much. You'll get tremendous insight. So what I'm saying is use that time constructively. Write down stuff. Before we continue, I want to take a quick break and tell you about and invite you to my 2019 Mental Health Summit in Dallas, Texas, December 6 and 7. In this conference, you'll learn scientifically researched mental self-care techniques to help you overcome mental ill health, help others, and help your community. You will not only gain more knowledge about the current problems in mental health care, but also about real, long-term, sustainable solutions, and how to apply these solutions in your own life and in your community. In this summit, you will learn how to overcome mental health issues like anxiety and depression, learn how to help children and teens, learn correct nutrition and exercise to boost your mental health, learn how to identify and define your unique identity based on neuroscientific research, learn how to improve memory, learn how to help family members and loved ones who struggle with mental ill health, learn how to avoid burnout and manage stress, Learn how to deal with disappointment. Learn how to overcome intrusive and chaotic thinking. And so much more. For more information and to register, go to drleafconference.com. One last thing before we get back to this week's podcast. I want to give a big thank you to everyone who has donated so far to my research project fundraiser. So far, we have raised over 41,000 out of our 120,000 goal. 100% of these funds are going directly to this project. And so far, we have used what we have raised to pay lab technicians, research design, pre-test statistical analysis, and more. The results from this research project and clinical trials will help us make mental health care more accessible, affordable, and applicable for people all around the world. Please keep sharing the word about this project with friends and family. For more information on this project and to donate, visit drleafresearch.com. Tip number three, using your log, your journal, your burnout journal, start observing if you are forgetting things more than normal do you find that you are as it's very normal to forget things let me say that up front we're not supposed to remember everything so there's a normal level of forgetfulness i'm asking you to observe if it's increased if it's affecting your functioning in your job in your daily life as a parent do you find yourself just forgetting like really important things make a note remember once you know you can do something about it awareness brings up the toxic pattern that's developed in your life that's leading to the forgetfulness and when that comes up you are actually able to then start rewiring your brain but you can't rewire what you don't find are you also batting a bit with maybe impaired concentration we all lose concentration there's a normal level of impaired concentration i'm talking about if it's increased if it's changed if it's actually interfering with your day-to-day your day-to-day ability to function The lack of focus and mild forgetfulness are early signs. So if it's starting to change out of the normal 
regular pattern, the later the problems may get to the point where you can't, you can't get your work done and everything just begins to pile up. So by logging it, you can become aware of how to change it. My goal here is to help you become aware, to track it, to identify where you're at, the beginning, middle or end stages of burnout and to try and get to the cause and the reason for exactly what's causing that burnout. Tip number four. Number four, we're talking about physical symptoms. Physical symptoms are going to vary and it could be any one of these or a combination. It's different for everyone. But some of the things may include chest pain and a lot of that chest pain comes from the lack of sleep at night and even during the day if, it, if you're feeling a constant state of being on edge, that excess adrenaline can literally flood flood your body and it causes a mess up in the um, the whole stress response, messing it up and you get too much cortisol, too much adrenaline and this affects the heart muscle and it, and it also causes dilation of the vessels around the heart, the arteries around the heart and that can physically cause your heart to get sore. Heart palpitations, shortness of breath, gastrointestinal pain, you know, maybe sore, sore stomach, cramps in your colon, dizziness, fainting, headaches. Maybe, maybe you used to get a, a migraine now and then, now you get them often, all of which need to be medically assessed. You can't just leave these things because even though they may be the result of the burnout and the result of the toxic thinking, which is most likely, they still have to be managed because your body is now expressing physical symptoms. So they do need to be managed. And while they're being managed medically, you need to then mentally address the causes. I have an app called the Switch app, which is a really simple, easy and effective way of learning how to recognize your symptoms, how to recognize all this feeling of burnout and anxiety and all those symptoms of burnout and how to manage them. And it's a 7 to 16 minute audio-driven exercise every day that is based on clinical research and scientific steps of how you can manage these, your mind, and help you to rewire your brain. So while you're addressing the medical, you need to address the mind. And the Switch app is a great way of doing that. Another tip is to look at, is your illness pattern changing? Maybe there's an increased illnesses in your, increased illnesses in your life. You see, because your body is now very depleted from the burnout, your mind is, the, the burnout in your mind is changing the physical nature of your body and your body becomes depleted of vitamins and minerals and just isn't functioning like it should. Your immune system becomes weakened. You can even start getting autoimmune responses. And this all makes you very vulnerable to infections like colds and flu and all other kinds of immune-related medical problems. So if you find yourself always catching the, the, the flu that's going around the office or you're catching everything from your children and you just feel sick all the time, then it's also important that you need to see attention, see a doctor, deal with this medical problem. But please always remember, while you're dealing with a medical problem, you need to look at the underlying mind issues that led to you being in this state in the first place. Tip number six is observe your appetite. In the early stages, you may not feel hungry and you may skip a few meals. In the later stages, you may lose your appetite altogether and begin to lose a significant amount of weight. You can have the opposite reaction. Some people will eat more under stress and will gain weight. So if your eating pattern has changed and if the kind of things that you are craving have changed. So if you're suddenly craving very high sugary foods and things, that's also an indication for you that you're in burnout. Very important that you clean up your diet because also a poor diet will weaken your body and decrease your resilience. I recommend my book, Think and Eat Yourself Smart, for lots of ideas and tips on understanding how to eat real food mindfully, which will definitely contribute to helping towards managing burnout in your life. 
Tip number seven, anxiety. Anxiety is a symptom, an expression of an underlying cause. Anxiety is that feeling of tension, worry, edginess. And as you move closer to full-on burnout, the anxiety may become so serious that it interferes with your ability and your, your, your ability to work and your work productivity. You may, and in your personal life, you may just feel like you just can't cope. Panic attacks increase, etc. Depression. Tip number eight is dealing with depression. Depression is also not a disease like anxiety is not a disease. Depression and anxiety are symptoms of, are, of are expressions of something that's going on in your life. And that going on is the burnout that's growing. And that burnout is coming from too much of something that's going on in your life that you can't cope with. So depression in its early stages, you may, may feel mildly sad and occasionally hopeless. And in your journal, you log this. You say, okay, well, it's been one day this week, or not suddenly three days this week, not suddenly a few hours every day. And you may experience feelings of guilt and worthlessness as a result. Write this down, observe this. This first really good tip is to overall, you've got to observe the patterns and write them down. And then you can address the mind and the medical issues as you're going along. At its worst, you may feel trapped and severely depressed and think the world would be better off without you. And it's very important that you that you do talk to someone if you're starting to feel like this. And if you notice it creeping up, you can be proactive and you can really start to manage this, but not alone. You need to talk to someone. Tip number nine, anger. At first, this may just present as an interpersonal tension and irritability, like you just seem to be more grumpy and irritable. And But watch this. Does it increase? Does it increase in frequency and rigor? So in the latter stages, this may turn into angry outbursts and serious arguments in the home and the workplace. So once again, that's a symptom like depression, anxiety, the physical, the appetite, the insomnia. These are all symptoms of you of burnout, which has an underlying cause of something that's that is you're doing too much of in your life. Tenth tip, be very intentional about your mental health. Make mental health breaks throughout the day, throughout the week. Find things that make you happy and relaxed. Try to do this more and don't feel guilty. In my book, Think, Learn, Succeed, I have lots of ideas for this. What I like to do in my little mental health breaks is I love to have my, an infrared sauna and just go sit in there and watch a movie where I just switch off, where I don't allow myself to go on emails or social media or think of work stuff. I just watch a movie and relax my mind. So important you relax your mind. Just 20 minutes of that is, is enough to start relaxing your mind. A five-minute walk, sometimes it just gets too too much and too busy and I'll just get up and go for a walk around, do some exercise, get a cup of coffee, do something, break the, break the flow. I also like to just sometimes close my eyes and just switch off and daydream. So I've lots of tips for these kind of things in my book, Think, Learn, Succeed. Tip number 11, be intentional about treating your weekend like a vacation wherever you can. Listen to my podcast on called Dealing with Monday Blues for more information on how to best rest your brain and prepare for the week ahead. Tip number 12, we need to change the conversation about productivity. We've got to stop basing our worth of how many hours of work we've done or how many things you have to get done in a day. It's become a very unhealthy cultural mindset. We've forgotten how, how to just relax and enjoy the moments. We shouldn't glorify those who work all weekend. We need to appreciate and admire those who actually know how to balance and make balance and rest and family important.
If you are interested in learning more about how you can improve your mental health, be sure to visit my website at drleaf.com and to sign up for my weekly newsletter where I also include a schedule of my speaking events and so much more. Thank you for joining me today. I really hope you learned something new and helpful. Be sure to leave me a review and tune in next week. Till then, I'm Dr. Caroline Leaf.